What's up, guys, and welcome to the East Coast Games Podcast. I'm your host this week, Adam Gumbert, joined today by Zach from Boston. Hey, what's going on? And my boy Bobby from Baltimore. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, coming up in today's show, we'll talk about the um, success of DMC5. That kind of shocked me. Uh, EA not having a traditional press conference at E3 this year. Uh, Bloodborne creator wants to make a battle royal, question mark. Uh, talk about some new releases, rotating segment of underappreciated games, and um, we're going to talk about our March Madness-style tournament of Modern versus Retro Games. All right, guys, how are you How are you two guys doing tonight? Hey, man. I'm hanging in there. Uh, been uh, <clears throat> kind of diving really deep into Anthem, so that's like been just consuming my time. Yeah, I saw you online um, every time I get on to like watch Hulu because uh, I <laughs> played a ton this week. I'm like, oh, man, he's always playing Anthem. But I don't blame you. Like, that's that's those kind of game. How have you liked it? I know there's been problems back and forth, but how, how have you been feeling about it so far? Uh, I mean, I guess you're probably near end game at this point, if not into end game. So. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm well, well into the end game. Um, well, not like well, well, but like I've I've I beat the story uh, a little while ago and. I'm having a blast with it. Um, obviously, it's got its problems, um, but I think a lot of the problems that I've seen for me that I've faced are more quality of life problems than like game breaking problems. So, uh, stuff just like um, um, the your special um, your ultimate ability will be full when you're going into um, like a battle in a stronghold, but it's not actually full. It's just reading that it is. So like I'd go into battle and think I can just pop my ultimate because you're invulnerable while you're doing it. And like, I would die instantly. And just get mowed down. <laughs> yeah. So like then like the sound would cut out and stuff. And, uh, so there's actually a patch coming tomorrow. That's going to be fixing, um, a ton of stuff. So yeah, that's my thing. They they patching it. You know, there's problems. Of course, these games have those kind of problems. But they've been putting out patch after patch after patch to fix the main problems. Um, like I yeah. applaud them for that. Like that's pretty good for sure. As far as like bugs go and everything, um, the the biggest complaint that I see uh, a lot of people on you know every social media thing is um, it's not a lot of uh, content. So like there's stuff to do and like the grind is there, but there's only three strongholds and like you're not uh rightfully rewarded for completing those seeing as how they're the toughest objective in the game at the moment and there's not a lot of cosmetics and there's not a lot of identity to the weapons um like the masterworks and the legendaries are just reskins of the lesser version of that weapon mm. so and then there's like only three or four armor sets per javelin and it's everyone looks the same just painted differently and people just want more armor because there was a live stream that they did um i think before the game's release and it showed um them going through inventory and there was like 15 like helmets or something yeah i did see that or this yeah it's like a giant selection of helmets and now there's like three yeah, so like that's just what everybody wants. Everybody just wants, you know, their own identity pretty much in the game. And the paint lets you do that because like despite how limited options there are, like it's crazy how different a lot of these javelins are able to look. 
And yeah, I've seen like some a Magneto and like a Joker, and I like they just make you know comic book characters pretty much. In yeah, it's, it's so cool. And like I've just been tinkering with them a lot. Like all of mine right now are like all uh, matte black with copper, like all all around mm-hmm. them. Like uh, they're like metal, not metal pieces. Like the protruding pieces are all copper and stuff, and it just looks super cool. So like that's my latest uh, fashion. Um, thing in in the game, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Like like I said, the gameplay is there. It's so much fun to play. And um, once they add a little bit more content and everything, which they're doing, they showed us the 90 day roadmap. Mm-hmm. So you know, when they add the more content, which they will, and um, you know, it gets a little bit more uh, meat on its bones. Uh, it's I think it's gonna be you know something something really special. I just I just hope that the you know people stick around. I hope that, you know, the people didn't get like a bad taste or they beat it. And because that content's not there right now, they take off and, and you know, they don't come back for when the game is thriving. And, uh, I just hope that, you know, uh, it's, it's able to, uh, keep its legs under it and the longevity's there. Yeah. My guess is it's the people who came in in vanilla destiny. They're like, there's not much content here. And then they kept playing <laughs> and then they made a big content drop and everyone came back. Like we've been through this cycle before, it'll be fine. Also, yeah. by the way, Chris is not here today. Your normal host. Shout out to Chris. Hope everything's going all right. He had yes, some things to take care of. Yeah, definitely. So, I was gonna actually try to wait about fifty minutes into the podcast before I mentioned it just to troll him, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. shut up now. <laughs> no, we're looking forward to having him back. Yeah, uh, Bobby, what do you what have you been up to lately? I guess we're sort of talking about what we just go ahead. I mean, what's what's been going on your way? Uh, honestly, I've been playing a lot of uh, Tetris 99 and Anthem. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, not Anthem. Uh, oh crap, Damn it, you got me Apex all excited. Legends. I know. I <laughs> See, I, I was the same. See, I, I'm a PlayStation gamer, so when I did PlayStation Home and then I went to Destiny, I was one of the people that dropped off until the, uh, uh, what was the one? Uh, the, the, I think it was the third update that they had with more DLC. This is why I don't want to try Anthem yet. Cause I don't want to like, not like it already. So I just want to wait so that I have everything at one time, which I seem like that's a lot of games do now. They, they release the game and they want you to get the DLC to get the full aspect. So I, I, I do have Anthem. I just have not installed it yet. I, uh, well, I still have to play. Red that Dead. seems to be a running trend with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I install them just in case one day it happens, but but the uh, my girls have been sick, so it's been they've been home a lot lately. So I haven't been able to do anything except for like uh, Tetris ninety nine and Apex Legends has just been the the two things that I've had a chance to do in between uh, them. Either so, what's the better battle royal game of the two? Things while being sick. So, uh, see, it's hard because I I love Tetris, but Apex is just so addicting. Uh, just because even I've never played a game where I didn't mind losing, uh, which is which is fascinating to me. Like I never thought I'd be like, okay, well, you know, he got me. Like after a game, but I, I've come to that conclusion with Apex, where I'm fine with even losing. Uh, but a lot of my friends are not. <laughs> uh, I have noticed that uh, where they just uh, have not been able to just been okay with that. Uh, where they either turn it off or they want to go play on a different console. Like now that people are getting. They're butt kicked on PlayStation. Most of them want me to switch to Xbox now, uh, which I don't know why they think it's easier. Uh, but 
that that's their their one because I'm playing on Xbox. That's why so you, have against, <laughs> uh, you have to come up against me. It won't be any easier. What are you talking about? I, I well, that's what I told him. I was like, uh, I remember that the Xbox 360 era was like. That's where you meant to play multiplayer games like Call of Duty and whatnot, and you would get your butt handed to you. But it's like now, it's like there's just a there's a vast diversion between PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo that it, it could be good on any system. But I I I don't mind losing. I don't I don't need to win every game. I don't get angry. I mean, I've had friends uh, that haven't talked to me since for losing a match and. A couple of weeks now, uh, it's it doesn't bother me. It's just a game. You spell their name um, T R Y H A R D. Yeah, it, it, and it's funny because they aren't really good at shooting games, but uh, they 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 love to think they are. Like I'm not calling you out. I'm pretty sure you know who you are, but uh, <laughs> just just keep trying, and I guarantee you'll get better. I mean, it's nice and, getting uh, the wins, but like, I can't stress about it unless you get cheated. Then yeah. I can understand, but you honestly are not getting cheated. Let's be real. No, that's what usually happens to me. I usually get cheated, so you know what I'm saying. That's <laughs> why I don't play those games. <laughs> you know, I just yeah, saw like wag happens, but yeah, they just to be what um, I'm playing. They supposedly nerfed the wingman, which is the revolver, and the peacekeeper, which was and the, the peacekeeper. The, yeah, I just started using the peacekeeper too. I like the Eva Eight, but uh. the peacekeeper is better. The people have been running only wingmans. And like you get late game, that's what everyone has. And they said they nerfed it, but apparently they didn't. I don't know. What's the deal with this? I'm seeing so many memes everywhere about the Mozambique. It's awful. Oh, the Biqua. Yeah, it's the worst gun ever made. Yeah, it's basically a shotgun pistol uh, that takes forever to reload and doesn't do any damage. And has three like, shots. Perfect. Yes. That's probably the gun I always pick up first and die. Yeah, don't, don't yeah that's the only one that's available everywhere. Yeah, the memes are great though because it's like, guess who? It's like, does the gun do damage? And they say yes. And flipping down the most ambiguous gun. Guess who came? <laughs> My God, every freaking time. And I, did you see the uh, update that Apex put out on their own site? They were like asking uh, people were like begging for the Beakwa to get an update, and they were like, no, uh, we just love the memes that we're just gonna leave the Beakwa the way it is. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> Yeah, they actually came out and said we're not changing it. We like the Biqua and the uh, the attention it's getting the way it is. Yeah, but you know what? Now you're going to see all these compilation videos of people doing super fucking awesome things with this gun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. God, I don't think I've... I, I, honestly, I mean, I've gotten tons of second place, third place finishes, but I've never seen anybody with a Biqua that, that far down. No, you're getting a good gun by then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll find raid someone's stuff. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, guys. All right, well, we're gonna me. Um, been watching a lot of Hulu, watching some Letter Kenny, which Canadians have been hiding one of the best shows in the world from us. I don't appreciate <laughs> that. That is at all. a good show. God, I, I was like, why is the show so good? And then I've been playing. I uh, got back into PUBG because I logged on and they gave me twenty levels of whatever. I'm like, all right, they just gave me a bunch of shit for free. My friend loves. PUBG more than anything, so I'm like, all right, man, I'll get on there with nice. you, no problem. And I'm just waiting for Division. I was not going to get Division 2. I think I'm going to get it now. Is it because you played the beta? No, I have not touched the beta. Oh, so what changed your Is mind? What swayed you? Watch DC Burn. Yeah, when I watched DC it... Burn to the ground. <laughs> no, my friends, they just said that they're going to play it on Xbox, which is where I would get to play a multiplayer game, and I'm just like... I was interested in one. I never got into it. I'm like, I don't know if I will or yeah. not. Like, I might just be interested in it, but never actually get it. But I'm like, I don't know. Y'all could talk me into it pretty easy. Because I, I just got that tax return just hit on top of the paycheck. So oh, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could do that. But 
that's it for me, really. All right, guys, on to the news. This was an interesting one I didn't notice until uh, Zach brought it up. But apparently Devil May Cry 5 is a critical success. At the time of recording, it was sitting at about an average of 88 on the critic. So, really? Yeah, this game, like, I like Devil May Cry games. So I was like, I was hoping it would be decent. But, like, you know, sitting at almost a 90, uh, pretty much. Just getting nines all over the place. So Devil May Cry 5 apparently is doing great, and it's out now so uh are you guys surprised because like after dmc came out and certain people i guess old school fans hated it for some reason or because it's not dante it's dante whatever they were going through but like this game like everyone seems to love it and i'm just i was kind of what are your guys thoughts about that i picked it up but i i you know me i i have not played it yet he installed Uh, but uh yeah i i will install it i guarantee you uh, well, side note, that's why I'm afraid to play Anthem. I didn't know. I saw Greg Miller posted the other day. It was like 33 seconds after I signed on the Twitter. And it was the first thing. Greg Miller was like, okay, Apex just uh, messed up my place Or Anthem, sorry. Uh, just messed up my PlayStation with the update. And I was like, okay, that's why I'm pushing Anthem back. But I, I love Devil May Cry. I Ever since I've seen the with Resident Evil 2, what Capcom had did with the succession of that, I figured that anything that Capcom releases after that would be great. Uh, and I did like Devil May Cry 4, even though it was a little too artsy for me. It was a little too, uh, uh, I want to say anime, uh, but it, it was still good. Um, but yeah, I do want to play the next one. I really, really do. Yeah, you're right. Capcom's been on a roll, dude. They had Resident yeah. Evil 7, and then Monster Hunter World, and then Mega Man 11, and Monster and Resident Evil 2, and now this game. Like they're they've been knocking out of park critically, and I think so, they've yeah. been selling pretty well. And so I feel I'm, like yeah. they're flying like I don't want to like their games, obviously, but I feel like their name is flying under the radar. Their name doesn't yes. get tossed around as much as everyone else's does. True. No. Yeah, because with all the, the drama lately with EA Activision, I think that they're they are definitely doing great right now as a studio. Uh, but I, I they just make such good games. Hey, right. Just thinking about it now, like all those games, they have to be averaging around like a nine for all their games that have come out like the last two three years, which is yeah. insane to think about. Were they, Abs- did they do Master, uh, Monster Hunter? I can't remember if yeah, Capcom... they did Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World is them. Oh my. Okay. So I'm looking at I'm looking at all the Devil May Cry games here. And the first one has by far the best rating on Metacritic. It's got a 94. Um, two has got the lowest with a 68. Yeah, people hate two. <laughs> um, jumps back up to 84 with three. Um, 84 with four. Um, and then the uh, DMC got an 85. And then this game sitting at, in what, you say 88. So, like, they're all... All of them, besides two, have been very well received, which is crazy. Like I said, that's a, I like Devil May Cry. Like if I play action games, that's the sort of game I prefer. But yeah, I just like after DMC, people he like even it reviewed well, but like fans complain. But the fans complain about everything. So I guess I really shouldn't be that surprised because they're only that good. But like I hope it sells super well. Like it seems yeah, awesome. I mean, I'm gonna pick it up this weekend for sure. I I want to get it, and I want to get it just because. Uh, I love DMC, but I've I've never played any of the numbered series, and I don't know if jumping into five will be confusing. And I assume it would if it's the fifth game. So like, but I it just looks so so damn good. I think it's anime, so it, the story maybe isn't a huge deal. I feel like there's probably a video out there you can watch that 
will explain the story and it still won't make sense. So I think you're good to just go in and kill some demons and like do flips and stuff like that's because I've played them, but I honestly don't know what the hell's going on in the story. And I'm still going to play this anyways, because like it just looks good. Yeah, it does. It looks really good. So I'm down for that DMC. I think that might be our game next week. If enough of us play it or if we can get a guest on, I think we might uh, talk a little bit DMC five. We'll yeah, maybe that. maybe I'll snatch it up. Yeah, I'll probably hit red box that thing and beat it over the weekend or something. All right, we're moving on to... I'm going to switch this uh, around. We're going to move to Bloodborne Creator wants to make a Battle Royal just because... Okay, so, you know, creator of Dark Souls, creator of Bloodborne. I did not read this story. I did see it. I just wasn't interested because I'm like, I don't even know. Like, you think... People complain PUBG takes too long. Could you imagine a Dark Souls Bloodborne style game in a battle royal it just takes an hour and a half to win a, win a match like i don't know i didn't actually read the story i don't know if either you guys did but is it interesting question mark i, I don't really know um so i my my phone rang samoa joe's um theme song samoa joe <laughs> um i i looked at it like he he wants to like dabble in it i i glanced over it um i forget where i was when i was reading it but i couldn't really pay attention too much to my phone but i i think if if they were going to do something like that uh there's no possible chance it could be at at the speed of the souls games or even bloodborne it would need to be faster than that and i don't know how you can speed up that combat and still keep it as intricate as it is and how methodical you got to be to do it. Um, uh, especially if there's fucking five people running at you at once, live <laughs> people like live real people. Like, I don't know, unless he just means that he, he, he wants to make a game just in that style and everybody's mind is going towards dark souls because that's what they're known for. But you know, he could, you know, just like uh, Gorilla, you know, made, known for making Killzone, blew us the fuck away with Horizon. This guy could be known for making these kind of games and just, you know, blow everybody away with a brand new style of, of a Battle Royale game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, Horizon is absolutely nothing like Killzone. So I'm actually going to read the story directly from IGN. Um, let's see. He's got an eye for the Battle Royale genre. I'm just going over this really quickly. Miyazaki, best known for his work on such titles as Dark Souls and Bloodborne, reveals that he's only keeping tabs on the Battle Royale and live service phenomenon that he'd love to take a crack at them someday. Um, there's always the possibility. Uh, these games are definitely fun. If we did it, it might be a bit different, but we're definitely interested, and there's definitely that possibility in the future. We'd love to take a crack at them someday. So, no actual you know, ideas or anything in, in the making, but he's just like, I like the way that these games are, we would make it weird. Now, what I think would be more interesting than Dark Souls, Bloodborne, whatever, is that they're the guys who made Armored Core. So a mech battle royal, that actually could be pretty cool. Ooh, that would be pretty sweet. Especially on with the power of, you know, today's consoles, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, that I was thinking I was thinking Dark Souls or, you know, swords and you know, creepy undead things, but a mech and if you can customize Armored that game and battle royal, that that actually sounds. I'm actually excited. When I put this story on, I put a bunch of question marks. That actually sounds pretty awesome. That's it. You just set up your own hype train. Anything else that's not that announcement, <laughs> you don't even want it. Not worth it. 
Uh, <laughs> Bobby, we uh, we were talking about um, Dark Souls guy wanting to make Battle Royal, like I said, Armored Core. Do you have any thoughts or ideas about that guy making those kind of games? Uh, <clears throat> my thing now is I feel like the, it's already full of what it is now with uh, with Battle Royale games. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. It, it seems like even now, like Fortnite is still... First of all, I have to uh, call out Fortnite for trying to become uh, Apex Legends with the ping system and yeah, the respawn. Absolutely. I can't believe it. It really blows my mind. I'm, they're just... Hey, it's a, it's smart though because it it works so well. Yeah, and that was my thing is I never thought I would like Apex as much as I did, but the ping system and calling things out so you don't ever have to talk to another human, like definitely works, especially when you have to keep your mic muted like ninety nine percent of the time because your kids yell and hmm. throw things or cry. Uh, so it's it's fine for me, but I I don't know I I never been a fan of the the series um, Dark Souls I. Like you, it was too slow for me. I uh, I, I want to say yeah, but like a Dead Cell series, that'd be cool. I'd be for that. Uh, Battle Royale. Type. I don't know how it would work because I still don't know how Tetris 99 really works, but I, I've i come so close to winning several times. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, after you said that, after they made Tetris into a Battle Royale, honestly, yes. anyone can make it. Like, if you <laughs> do it right, anybody can do anything. So yeah, I can't that's even what doubt I this thinking. guy. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I see. I think didn't Call of Duty try it with the the Call of Duty, whatever the new one is. Black yeah, Blackout Ops. is um people yeah. liked it. I guess I did not play that one. That's like one hey, of the t- topic for another show. What games <laughs> do we think would be good fit for Battle Royal? Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Tennis. There are a few Ducktales. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. So yeah, I mean, like you said, anything could happen. I would be more interested in armed core compared to an actual blood blood souls kind of game, but yeah, yeah. XCOM battle royale. That'd be nice. There should be some interesting things. All right, so our last news story, which is one that I think is a good idea. I'll just go ahead and say that out now. But EA decided not to have a traditional conference at E3. Um, EA Play is still going on um, that weekend of E3. They've talked more about having instead of just a single conference, it's like uh, they're going to have live streams around specific games and then just have a lot of demos and um, the games available to play for people at the conference. Do you think it's a good move moving away from the traditional conference to more of a per game live stream? You know, what do you what do you guys think about it? I definitely have. Honestly, the only thing that I think that this is a positive for is PlayStation only because of them pulling out, not EA pulling out. It just seems like. This is Microsoft's show uh, to pretty much do whatever they want. Uh, Capcom, they usually have their own thing, and everybody else. Um, God, hopefully, uh, what is it, the Fallout? Uh, but that's uh, hopefully they uh, they can try to uh, God do something because that Fallout seventy six is just so bad. Yeah, they better reference uh, yeah, that. They need something. Like they need an update or something to try to help. I mean, how I mean, we all know that Fallout 3 and Fallout Vegas is still buggy and glitchy, so I don't know if they ever can, but it it's just I, I think it's gonna be huge for Microsoft. I honestly think it doesn't matter what EA did. I think EA just does not want any more bad publicity at this point. That this was the only smart move that they could do is just show off games as opposed to actually being there, because I don't think they want a, like, uh, what was it, uh, Blizzard Activision, or was it Blizzard that had the guy that asked if this was the April Fool's joke uh, about <laughs> the mobile game? I don't think they want that kind of press. 
uh, after all the the stuff that's been going on with them lately. But I do think that uh, E3 with no actual presence uh, for a lot of these studios is a little strange for me. But honestly, I think Microsoft just needs to kill it. I I love games, so I don't care. I'll play a video game on anything. Uh, I just I just really hope Microsoft just blows it away. I mean, they did last year with Anthem, mm. like the the Anthem intro. I, that's something I'll never forget as a gamer. Is that was a pretty badass intro, and that's what still has me like crossing my fingers for Anthem's like big update. Like that's oh Destiny's a Taken King. That's what it was called. Uh, like that update. Like I'm waiting for that so that it'll just be so badass that you won't keep people off of it. But I think there will be an Anthem too. Uh, Hopefully not this year, but but uh, the DLC, uh, I, God, EA just they're struggling, and yeah, every year they show their sports games. It just, I mean, sadly, that's all they really do. Well, yeah, I definitely think you'll see an update from Anthem at E at E three. Um, oh, yeah. it's actually interesting. EA actually hasn't been at E three technically in years. They always have their own EA play outside of E three at the same time of E three. So they've been doing it for a while. Um, Zach, I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk because I think this is actually a really positive thing, but that's just me. Um, yeah, uh, I like the idea of them saying that they want to focus on games. They listen to the fans. The fans want more games. So um, I think that's cool. I hope they put the focus on the right games. Um, I don't want them to um, buckle under... Um, not buckle, that's not the right word. All I can think of when I think stream is in, in stream in, in negative, uh, I guess, um, press surrounding it was, remember when they did the video game awards with Joel McHale? <laughs> yeah, like in an in a air, airplane hangar somewhere and like oh, nobody in the audience? Yeah, it, was, it was so bad. And <laughs> like, that's like... I, I'm hoping in their Star Wars, the way that they did their Star Wars one last year, I didn't like that either. Um, and I hope that's, you know, not. I hope they don't just do, and here's a multiplayer match of this game, and we just watch a multiplayer match, and we have to watch somebody not be good at the game, and, you know, that's not what I want to see. I'm hoping they sit down. I think they did say they're going to, like, sit down with developers, and, like, I hope that, you know, they talk about the game, they show footage of the games, but I... What I think is going to happen is, since they're not doing their traditional, here's a bunch of trailers for games and all that, um, I think you'll see EA's biggest games, uh, or or whatever their big game is, at the Microsoft press conference. Yeah, um, I definitely think they're going to have stuff at the other conference, like the big stuff, like you said. Yeah, like, like how like Anthem closed out... Um, uh, Microsoft's show when they revealed it, Anthem closed it out, and then it opened the show the next year. I think. Yeah, I definitely think like that respawn Star Wars game will be at the Microsoft conference, like for sure. Well, they're revealing that actually. That's right. It'll be a D twenty three or Star yeah. Wars. That's right. That'll be before. They'll probably show it on the trailer. Yeah. So that's the thing. I bet you it's a, a slight reveal, but they're gonna probably do gameplay at E three. And yeah. and um. That's just what I think. Uh, I I I gotta see how it you know how it goes and everything because they seem to uh, have the head face in the right way, um, and I'm you know excited. Uh, I just hope that, like I said, it's not those watching somebody play a multiplayer game or all that. I hope you know we get like developer insight and you know it's actually pretty good because yeah, uh, 
despite what everybody thinks about EA, I, I actually I actually really like them. Uh, their games have, you know, had some issues and everything. But, you know, what, what game company doesn't? So uh, I'm yeah. excited. People like to hate on corporate EA, but when it comes to, like, those games, like, honestly, like, they are one of the best-selling publishers every year. And, like, if you're in those communities of those games, like, I've been a Battlefield dude forever. And, like, people shit on EA all they want, but, like, I play so much Battlefield. And the people who make Battlefield pay attention to you. Like, you reach out. to They, they care what the community says, but they get lost. And they sell microtransactions. Like, no one cares. The people who play those games don't care. All right, a moment of technical difficulties there. I don't remember what we were saying, so I'm just going to jump in here now. I was thinking about EA. Um, like I was saying, I actually didn't like EA, most of the games that they make. Um, I think that this news is actually more of a good thing. The way that I read it, and I could be completely wrong here, is that instead of having just an hour-long press conference and, like, here's a trailer, and, like, uh, here's another trailer of a game you don't care about, and here's a demonstration of something you don't care about, that they make more like a schedule. And I had to double check on this, but I believe it was something like they're going to make a schedule ahead of time and show you like at 11 o'clock, there will be a 20 minute Madden live stream. And we're going to have like a small, you know, we're going to talk about Madden. So the people who care about Madden, you watch that. And here's one for FIFA and here's one for this game. And here's one for this game. Instead of here's three minutes in the middle of a conference. So you can complain about it. If you're interested in this game, just watch this live stream, which to me sounds like a much better idea. Um, that's the way I take it. It's like, hey, I'll just watch the stuff that I care about and don't have to waste my time watching an hour-long conference. So to me, it sounds like a good idea. And, you know, people still get to play and show the games. Like, if you want to watch someone play a multiplayer Battlefront match, you don't have to skip that part. But if you're a Battlefront community member and you want to watch that game, tune in between 12 and 12.30. Yeah, that'd be cool. That makes total sense. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, I had to double-check. my. I didn't... Um, I double-checked my sources before I went into this. You know, I don't prepare as good as Chris does. But I believe it was something like that. Like, they have schedules of live streams for specific games. Like, which to me, like I said, I'll watch the Madden one. I'll watch whatever, if they have, you know, um, Respawn Star Wars game. I'll watch the Anthem one, you know, to see if I'm like, oh, this is good enough update. I want to get in this now. To me, it makes sense, especially when you don't, you're not actually at E3. Which, by the way, I think E3's got like three or four more years, so that thing's dead. Um since you're not actually in E3 at a hall doing a presentation, I'm like, yeah, why not do that? Just give me sort of like the Nintendo. I think Nintendo Treehouse does the same thing. It's like, we're just going to stream, you know, this game for 30 minutes or an hour. And we're talking about this game only. So to me, it seems like a good idea, but we'll have to see how it actually works out. Man, you, you think E3 is going to go away, even though they just opened it up to the public? I think that opening it up to the public was them being desperate, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, because like, Pax and shit over here sells out in minutes. Yeah, Pax is great, but Pax was made for fans. E3 yeah. was made for something that's they were made for like, oh, let's sell to Walmart. And like that's not even a thing anymore. I don't think for how much E3 charges for their for their space and how much how expensive that is for companies to do it and for them to just be like, why would I pay you millions of dollars to do a conference when I can just live stream something myself and get all the attention on me? Like, I think E3, the way that it was, is in danger. The fact that it's only Nintendo and Microsoft, and Nintendo doesn't show up, they do a direct. And Microsoft does something in their own theater across the street. Like, nobody is in E3 anymore. So, I think yeah, E3. Yeah, see, I, I kind trouble. of agree because I know that I love uh, Warframe. And Warframe even branched out a few years ago. I want to say that this might be their third or fourth year where they kind of do something like BlizzCon, where they do a. Uh, 
I think they call it Tenocon up in London, uh, Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. Ontario. I don't really know how to say it. Uh, but, uh, but they do it up to, and it's already sold out. Like wow. it's sold. I'm putting it online. Like I, I, I'm going to PAX East. I love PAX East. Uh, I've had a couple of friends go to PAX South and PAX is great for gamers who really want to play the games before they come out mm-hmm. and just kind of hang out and stuff. But I, I honestly feel the same that E3 is not going to be, uh, the same as it is within the next couple of years. Yeah, because PAX is made for, for us, which is why it's awesome, because it was made for us. Yeah. E3, they're like, we're going to open to the public. People sat in line <laughs> for seven hours to play one demo because it wasn't made for that many people to be there. Like They didn't set it up right. They just sold tickets just because people were going to come because it's E3. But that, yeah, E3, I the way it is, I- is doomed. Yeah, because at PAX East, I think I did that. I sat in line for Battlefield Hardline, I think it was, and we were in line for three or four hours to mm-hmm. play for five minutes only for it to cycle through. And it was like, there's no way in heck you could do that. I mean, at a PAX East, let alone at a, at a E3 for people at E3, to that's through. every game. That's not just... Because yeah. yeah, like when I, I went, can. it was Andromeda, the multiplayer, was like the big center oh, thing. Massive and the, oh, massive. Okay. And the Switch, I think, was there maybe. So there was those were like the two big busy booths, but like you can go to the indie mega booth, no problem, and get right in. Hell yeah, yeah, indie yeah, indie two for awesome. half an hour. yeah, that's what it's made. But E three, it's like everyone's got a super long line. It's like just like you're gonna yeah. go for three days and play six games if you're lucky. So I think that they're doing, especially because like I said, everyone could just you can. Why would you spend all that money to be crowded up with other people? Like PlayStation's yes. like we'll just do whatever we want to, and the people are pay attention because. We're the only thing in the news of the day. And we're placed it. Yeah. Some West Coast folks, man, they love waiting in lines. <laughs> iPhones, Androids, video sure. games. Hey, I am I am gonna be waiting in line for the gearbox. Um, oh, that's that's you know, in the main hall though, so that'll be that'll be a good yeah, one. Uh, I can't yeah. wait for that. I I'm hoping that they're like if there's and if there's any game that can already is pretty game of the goal is loot is the main what did, i said that all wrong i butchered the shit out of that the main goal of the game is loot already and there's so much of it and they already have you know these big creatures in the world you can have the vaults as the raids in the game like man i'm i'm so pumped that'll be that'll be interesting you guys have to report back and tell us how that goes absolutely <laughs> all oh, right yeah so that's it for the news. Um, moving on to new releases, like we said, DMC Five was out this weekend. We're definitely looking at that. And Division Two coming out next week, um, next Friday. So two big games back to back. We had like a week break where not much came out, um, and now we've got some big, uh, some big, heavy hitters. Uh, heavy hitters going there back to back. When's when's Shadows Die Twice? Uh, that is March twenty. I think it's the week after. So Disney. three weeks in a row. Maybe it's the two weeks. After. I think it's like March 29th or twenty sixth or something like that. Oh, okay, that's okay. a double check. But yeah, it's a big month. Big month of games. For back sure. To back to back. All right, so we're going on to our rotating segments for the week. We have. Um, I think we're going to start with the underappreciated games. So go ahead and um, Zach, and tell us what your idea for this uh, segment was. All right, so I had one game in mind. And this game deserved 
so much more love than it got. It should still be running today, and it's not, and it breaks my heart. Well, you can run it. You just got to run private matches, is Evolve. And yeah, um, I was obsessed with that game. I loved it. And to me, it's one of the greatest multiplayer games ever created. Um, the teamwork aspect that goes into that game is absolutely incredible. The um, adrenaline of having a good hunted hunter team and going against a good monster and like having a genuine battle all around the map and like dominum. All right, so like each each hunter in the game had an ability, like a special ability. Like the trapper could dome the monster. He could like throw up a dome and it would you know, cone out a certain area and the monster couldn't leave the dome for whatever, 40 seconds, however long it stayed up. Um, The attackers could put like an overshield on them so they could go in and do more damage. Um, The healing people could obviously um, heal. Each one of them had their own special thing. One of them could go invisible um, to revive people that have died. Um, it's, It's crazy. And so, like, there was nothing better than, like, you know, chasing a good monster around the map and doming him in stage one. You fight him. You get him down to low health. He escapes. He goes out. He he eats the wildlife. He gets up to stage three or whatever. And then, like, it legit, like, the whole tagline for the game was um, the 4v1. And, like, they made it, like, even in the the logo for the game, like, they split it up 4v1. And they say, you know, you hunt the monster until stage three, and then you become the the hunted. And it's so true because the stage three monsters were so powerful. And, like, they were literally a force to be reckoned with, especially in the hands of a good player. And I just, it, I don't play, well, I do. I I mean, I meant to say, I, I haven't played a lot of multiplayer games where if if one person doesn't do their job, the entire team is dead. And uh, I really loved that aspect of it. Um, I, I made so many friends on that game because of that. Everybody, you know, used a mic um, from, well, not everybody, but there were a lot of people that used mics from what I found. And, um, you know, it's just the microtransactions um, were cosmetic only, but there were so many of them. And it, that was the huge controversy for the game. Like, why is the $80 worth of DLC on day one? Um, but none of the none of it affected gameplay. And um, I feel like a lot of people didn't really put that together. Um, and, you know, it kind of crippled the game uh, before it even came out because it reviewed really well. And um, it absolutely did have a lot of technical problems in the beginning, too. And I feel like that turned a lot of people away because uh, it couldn't really play the game. Um, I forget for how long. It wasn't that long, but not you couldn't play it, but it was it was just tough. Um, and but man, like once they fixed it, which they did relatively quickly, that game was so brilliant. And um, I hope Turtle Rock is able to, um, you know, make a second one uh, because it it was just really something special and, and uh, it's just a, sh- a shame what happened to it. Yeah. That's perfect game for this segment. Cause that was definitely a game that was like, the game is good. And it just like didn't last super long and they had to 
pretty sure that like the game's like, yeah, you said it's pretty much shut down at this point, but different classes or the different hunters and playing the monster and and with you, it was pretty good. But yeah, it was just I don't know, it kind of came out in that time when everyone was trying to do four versus one, and then like none of those games really took off. What a uh, shame. The only the dumb controversy of there's microtrans like I don't I so don't care about cosmetic microtransactions. Like I don't give a shit. Like don't buy them. Like it literally doesn't change anything. Exactly. So, but yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Bobby, do you got any uh, anything similar? I I I'm I kind of feel the same way as Chris. Is I did like evolve, and I'm kind of sad that the way that that went. And my mine is SOCOM confrontation uh, for PS4. Is that the Vita one? Or no, no, no. SOCOM confrontation was. I think it was on PS3 actually. Uh, where it, okay. it was like I literally bought it for everybody because it was like had like Destiny Two where it went down to like two or three bucks like <laughs> within a couple months, but it was like it was the like one of the best shooters like out there. But then they tried to come out with SOCOM Confrontation Four uh, for the PS4 shortly after that or PS3, and the SOCOM Confrontation or uh, SOCOM Four was just not SOCOM Confrontation. Confrontation was it was honestly the first battle royale game in my opinion because you got one life each round. It was every match you started. It was four v four, and I mean, it, it was it was gruesome. Some of the maps were way too large for like like the groups that there were. Uh, it was supposed to be like a thirty two versus thirty two, but there was never enough people to do it. But confrontation was perfect, um, and then they they killed it way too early, and it just it, it didn't last. And then I know that I almost got platinum in it. That's that's PlayStation's whatever top tier, whatever trophy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was only because of the DLC that I didn't get it, which I was mad because you had to like kill people <laughs> with a turret, which trying to find anyone with using a turret was just, they, they were placed at random places. Uh, but it, it was such a good game. It was like one of the best shooters I've played in a long time since I'll say medal of honor, like PS two days. Uh, and uh, man, it was just so good, but they, they ended it just like evolved. Wait, too early. I don't understand how they kill something like so quick. I want to say SOCOM Confrontation only had like a two, three year span. So it was like uh, stuff like that. I don't understand how they can kill a server so quickly, but I guess they got to make room for the. I really dig SOCOM for sure. I'm with you on that. I never played Confrontation, but. From what I played to the other ones, yeah, that sucks that they did that. Yeah, well, I can't remember if that was the game they came out with. The uh, I think it was when the motion controllers came out and you could use the gun for it, but I can't remember if it was that game or SOCOM Four. I think it was SOCOM Four. Now, I remember Four that they came out with the. It, it's actually the VR gun that they yeah, still no, use the now. I don't want to tell everybody yeah, that. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. thing about Four, if you it's remember, so that came out right when the PlayStation Network crashed. And that game was yes, that was fun. my that birthday weekend. I will never ever forget that. I had so much PSN credit that was just eating me alive, and I could not play with anyone. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, that was so bad. It was just so long, and they never told anybody anything. It was just, we'll get it back soon. We'll get it to you one day. But I'm with yeah. you. SoComs, awesome, underappreciated. Uh, For me, I was trying to pick a number of games, but honestly, two of the games on my list were from the same people. So for me, underappreciated games, and if you know, you know, but it's Remedy, creators of original Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break. 
And specifically Max speaking Payne. of Alan Wake and Quantum Break, what amazing games that oh, God, did yeah. not do well enough. Like Alan Wake came out the same day as Red Dead 1. Okay. There's that that explains that one. And Quantum <laughs> Break is amazing. It's on Game Pass if you have an Xbox, but it's just it came out early in Xbox cycle when PlayStation 4 was what people played, and that's all that they played. So both amazing games, very cinematic, great stories, great acting, gameplay solid, and just I'm, there is a, a following for it, but not what it should be. Like those games should be way bigger than that they are. So I kind of cheated and just said that the studio, <laughs> um, like I hope their next game control does good, but like I don't know. At, at least it's a multi-platform this time. Oh, so they're maybe. doing control. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're the guys who do control. You can, oh, yeah. Nice. If you play the other games, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like the weird, like deep narrative, like paranormal. Yes, Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Quantum Break. Like Quantum Break, dude, is so good. Quantum Break was that. good. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was so good. But they just don't get any respect, man. I mean, they do if you know, but if you don't, I didn't finish Quantum Break, and I'm ashamed of that. I haven't either. I'm about halfway through it. I need to finish it. Um. There was the 4K patch or the 4K um, thing for yeah, it. That's that like awesome. 50 gigs of of assets or something, which I need to download and play in 4K. So <laughs> I downloaded it and I was like, because I was like, I once I heard that that was coming out, I knew I was getting the Xbox One X. I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna the 4K update. I'm gonna play it. It looks good, so it's gonna look even better. I can't fucking wait. And then it never went in my Xbox after that. Yeah, Sean asked. That's a question it. I have for you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no! Just go ahead. I was just thinking Sean Ashmore's in it. Iceman, he's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. See, my thing is, I I'm stuck with. uh, I don't know whether to upgrade my Xbox. I have the. uh, I don't know if we should do this for another segment, but I I have the Xbox that came out with. um, Oh, what was it? Uh, Oh crap! It was the white one that came out with uh, Sunset Overdrive, and it's like I've had that god forever, and it's like I don't know if. I should even upgrade because I mean, graphics wise, I don't know if it's worth the money as to just wait for 2020. Do you have a 4K uh, TV? I do. I have several. For- then, yes. I would say, but then also, in like a year, the new one will be out. Let's see. That's what I'm torn between because I, I did the same thing with PS3 where I bought a second PS3 because uh, I lost, well, it was my fourth actually. I lost one in Apartment Fire. Uh, and then I bought another one, and then my in-laws bought me one, so I got stuck with two. Uh, but it, I'm at the same thing where it's like it's right before, like because I did the PS3 right before the PS4, and I like regretted it ever since. So it's like I don't know whether to get an X or just wait and see what they announce. See, I'm I'm worried that they're going to announce that the only the one that's non-disc drive is available first, which I, I don't want because I like the option to do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do download more of my games, but lately I've tried to keep a collection since I have all the consoles since way back to Atari. Uh, but uh, I just, I just don't know which way to go either to at keep this the white one or just wait. I would say at this point, E3 is a couple months away. Just wait for you. Yeah. I got to see what they announce at the price. If price the release date and a, yeah. If they release a, if they're like in fall 2020, the new Xbox, just wait. And if not, and there's like a sale on a one X and you got some extra money, like, I have an S. I don't have an X, but my S even looks better on my 4K TV than the original. Well, that's what it's funny because I have a friend of mine who is strictly like won't play anything else but PlayStation. But since he got an Xbox One X, he like will only buy games that will give him the the uh, 
uh, 4K resolution. Like he'll buy them directly just for the Xbox, even though he's been PlayStation his entire life. He just likes seeing the graphics on the the teraflops and whatever whatnot's yeah, better yeah. on the the 4K. All the flops. Uh, yeah, my friend has the yeah. X and a 4K. I just have an S, but the S looks good, but the X looks really good. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'd wait for E3 just to see what happens. Yeah, I, have, I might as well wait. I have the X and I have a 4K TV, and it is the most glorious thing. See that? See, I was at the same problem with the PS3 or PS4. I got the launch PS4, and I never forget buying that. A quick backstory: I know we have a limited time, but I was in line with a guy who was like a real like class. Class A jerk, like I could, <laughs> I could call him several other things, but he was a real jerk. And I was number one in line at Target, and then and it's only because I canceled my pre-order and I was stupid, and then I really wanted it, so I waited in line at Target. And I'll be darned if not even the next day I'm at GameStop trying to find games, and before I even walk in the door at GameStop, it's the same exact guy coming out of GameStop, like kicking the door open, like pissed angry because they wouldn't sell him another PS4. And I'm just like. Like I Not came inside, I was talking to the GameStop guys, and they were like, "Man, that guy's a real jerk." And I was like, "That guy?" I was like, "He was in line last night and bought one at Target with me." And they were like, "Ah, oh, man, if you would have came in here five minutes later, we could have told him to get the hell out of here already." <laughs> yeah, but, he's just yeah. trying to go online and scalp them. Yeah, exactly. Wait, that's all he was doing. Yeah, selling for twice what they're worth. The people were buying it too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I did the same thing where my launch PS4 was dying, and then I upgraded to a Pro, and I have a goddamn Star Wars Pro that if i've seen the star wars it would mean more to me <laughs> right? you don't even know I, what that I, means <laughs> I, I, right? I have no clue there's logos on it and the controller and i'm just like i stare at it constantly like because in between matches and loading screens i'm just like damn i really wish i knew what that meant hey but you know what you look the pot someone comes over with, hey you got the star wars one just be like hell yeah i do Hey, yeah, you would not believe uh, how many times that have happened, and people were like, "Oh, look, you have blah blah blah," and and I'm just like, "Yep, yep, I got, I saw it, and I had to have it." But it was really, it was just, I got it right between. Uh, I wish I got it during the God of War or Spider Man because they both came out around the same time as my my fan was going up in my PS4 Pro or my PS4 uh, launch, and my fan was going so bad that I was like, "I got to upgrade before it dies," and. God, that's the one that was out there. I guess. Just next time a Star Wars person comes over, mention midichlorians and see what they say. Yeah, well, you know what you do. You 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 research what the the symbols are on the console because I don't know what they are. Then when someone comes over, just point to it, and be like Jedi, right? And then just <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying. Well- it's funny you even said, but right before I got on to do the podcast, my wife was like, man, on August 29th, this is my daughter's birthday, but it was my daughter's fifth birthday. They, she was like, man, Star Wars is going to be huge at Disney World and blah, blah, blah. That's when it opens. And I'm just like, damn, I guess I have to watch these movies now. Dude, you got to stop for us, man. It would I, also be so good if you went in there, though, and just had no idea who anyone was. So you were yeah. just like, ah, oh, man, this guy. Yep. <laughs> I did that. We went there for a honeymoon in, God, when did we get married? 2014. We went for a honeymoon at Disney World in Florida, and it it was great. It was perfect. And then people were, like, dressed up as, God, I don't even know, Star Wars people. And they were (laughs) all about the Star Wars stuff. And my wife was like, do you want to go in? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared that, like, a Star Wars person will come up to me and ask me questions that I'm just going to freak out and run out or something because I have no clue. Just go up to them and say, live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Okay. Yeah. that is we I'm do. Googling that first just so you don't get me. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 will, 
I don't want to get beat up at Star Wars. I don't want to be a, able to get beat right up by Star Wars. Oh, 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 yeah. I've said that accidentally a few times and it did not end well. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I, I, yeah, I called Star Trek Wars and I called R2D2 R2P Poop once. And that was by accident only because I didn't know his name. I just knew that he, I thought he was the gold one. So I thought they called him R2P Poop. But that. Dude, actually, yeah, never watch Star, Star Wars. Wars yeah, right. It might be even better here on this. Just yeah, just oh, do this. Yeah. Don't watch it and just assume I what you know. I apologize for my my little mini Star Wars red segment. That's there, so but. good. It's all good. All right. Well, the last thing for the episode, which I'm really interested about, this is Chris's idea, uh, and I've kind of taken the reins on the way that'll work. But it is the month of March for college basketball fans. You know, it's March Madness, so we're going to be doing a video game March Madness tournament. It's going to be retro games on one side of the bracket, modern games on the other side, and we're going to meet in the end for the ultimate champion. So, call to action for everybody. This will be going starting next podcast, next week. We're going to start the actual tournament and uh, start drilling down and seeing what the best game between modern and retro is. So, for you guys out there listening, go ahead and go to EC Games Pod on Twitter. Or go to any of our personal Twitters if you follow us there and send us nominations for your favorite retro and your favorite modern games. We're going to say the split's about 2001. We're not exactly sure. We'll figure it out. But about 2000 when we went like full 3D, we're saying that's modern and everything before that's retro. Send us your nominations. It'll go into the pool and we'll pick from the pool what we want. Um, any, everybody's going to have their own uh, couple games they're going to be championing. We're going to go down and through the bracket. We're going to have guests on to uh, be judges, be impartial judges towards us. And it should be fun. We'll we'll go through the month of March and uh, get down to the bracket and see who uh, is the ultimate uh, ECG pod uh, champion. So that'll be good. That'll be starting next week. So like I said, go on Twitter. Reach out to us anyway. Facebook. We do have the Facebook page now. Just search uh, East Coast Games. And um, yeah, go ahead and uh, write us up and let us know what you think should uh, be put in to the, into the ring. And uh, We'll get it figured out from there. So that is actually it for this uh, week's episode of the East Coast Games podcast. You guys have any uh, plugs or anything you need to know? I told everyone about the tournament and where to go drop off their nominations. So is there anything for you guys? And we can uh, go ahead and get out of here. Uh, yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter. It's at uh, Optimus Prime, two M's in both the Optimus and the Prime, as well as two E's. And... um. And on the Facebook uh, group, yeah, it's at uh, EC Games Pod, I believe, is what the uh, uh, what you search for it. So um, that's new. Um, every episode is going to be going up on there, um, so uh, easy to access if you uh, don't really want to, um, you know, go into some kind of podcast service. So um, yeah, just uh, uh, look for every episode on there, as uh, well as Twitter and everything from that one. All right, Bobby, you? Uh, I uh, I have just uh, recently set up everything for uh, my Twitch streaming and probably on YouTube, uh, but everything will be under Smooth423. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well as Smooth423. And then just recently, uh, I believe it was yesterday, my daughter watches tons of YouTube videos on YouTube Kids and every other thing in the world. So whenever she interacts with people or talks to people, uh, she acts like she's doing a show for everyone. Uh, so this Thursday, I did a uh, thing just for her. I set everything up so she could do a cooking channel. 
so on my twitch.tv slash smooth423, I believe my last video is my daughter, uh, both of my daughters, uh, Quinn and Ava, are actually cooking pizza. Uh, I wouldn't watch the whole thing because the last pizza she made, she was, she, uh, yeah, it was bad. The last pizza was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I right, just had that. every last ingredient uh, smashed on top of a piece of pizza. Did you have um, to take a bite and go, mmm, this is mm, so good? Thank God, no. No. Oh. Uh, Daddy can't handle even drink it after people, so I couldn't even imagine eating that last pizza. Uh, <laughs> just because it was like she just uh, just kept going with it, so it was like we just kept going uh, just to see what she do, and she put every last ingredient on that last piece of pizza where it was piled like like mountain high. But it, she enjoyed it. She she still thinks everyone talks to her in like the third person. Uh, like she just is confused by the world that she thinks everyone talks to everyone like YouTube. Uh, so it it was just, she loved doing that. So I probably will do that a couple more times. Uh, but, uh, she, she enjoyed it. So if you could check that out, I appreciate it. All right, for sure. And, uh, just follow me on Twitter at Adam Gumby. Um, I'll be posting stuff about the tournament and, you know, follow me for my other shenanigans. All right, guys, appreciate it. Um, that's the newest episode of, uh, East Coast Games podcast and, uh, bye. Take it easy. Take it easy.